Welcome to Leadership Revealed, where John Paul shares his no-nonsense approach to all things leadership and scaling businesses. John interviews some of the most successful people in their industries to see what it takes to become a great leader. Be prepared for the truth about leadership and business. Please welcome your host, serial entrepreneur and top-selling author, John Paul. Hi everyone and welcome to another edition of Leadership Revealed. Um, I really appreciate your support in listening to the podcast and watching these YouTube videos, but if I can ask you one favour, you can just hit the bell, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, um, and every time we release a new video, then you will get notified. So, what did I learn about my sporting career? Now, I didn't exactly make it international, I didn't make it to the, you know, the UFC or, or play Premiership Rugby, but I did play sport at a pretty reasonable level. And I put a post in the Agency Growth Strategies Group. And if you're not in there and you're an estate agent or a letting agent, then please join. Um, and in that group, I give a list of 10 things that I learned because of playing sport at a pretty high level. And I asked people what they thought, if they've got any learnings or, or teachable moments from it. We've got a lot of really, really good interaction. So I want to go through my 10 teachable moments or learnings that I've learned and other people have learned through sport and how that applies to business. So the first thing is you need to outwork everyone else. There is absolutely no substitute for hard graft. You can't get to where you wanna be, be that sport, your professional life, your personal life, business, whatever it may be. You can't do that without hard work. And if you're getting up late or you're going to bed um, really, really early, or you're just not working, you're not putting the time in, you're not putting that effort in, then you're not gonna be a success. And I hate to break that to you, people who, don't get up early. Nine out of 10, in my opinion, say they can't get up early because they've never really tried or they've not tried on a consistent basis. You know, every single, or as far as I'm aware, pretty much every single successful person gets up early than the average person. And I'm not saying four o'clock in the morning or half four, but if you get up at seven, get up at half six. If you get up at six, get up at five. There's nothing stopping you. Your body clock will adapt. It is absolutely amazing how your mind will overcome things and then your body will follow suit. The second thing is you've got to keep yourself fit and healthy. You've got to eat well, you've got to hydrate, you've got to go to the gym or go for long, long walks, keep yourself fit. And you've also got to rest. You've got to actually do these things to keep your body fit, which will effectively keep your mind fit. You know, you wouldn't go to a, a PT, private trainer, personal trainer, if he, was over, he or she was overweight, unfit, couldn't do what they were teaching you. Now, the reason is for that is because it's not inspirational to have a fat PT. It's not inspirational to have an unhealthy or unfit coach or mentor. Um, and you can argue that it's the content of what they deliver. But if the content of what they deliver is all about, you know, focus, determination, putting the work in, and then they're not doing it itself on their personal economy, i.e. their own fitness, then how can you be motivated and inspired by that? So, you know, keep yourself fit and healthy because, again, you know, the fitter you are, the longer you can work for, for harder and more intense periods of time. But also the fitness and health benefits to spend time with your family when you retire or you semi-retire. It goes without saying that the fitter you are and the healthier you are, you're going to be able to work longer, more intense, but also enjoy it with your family. <clears throat> the third thing is, and again, this is quite a, um, an unusual point, is you've got to be selfish to hit your big goals. So all the famous sports people that I know, and when I trained over in America with all these UFC fighters and played, you know, trained with some premiership rugby guys, 
is they were very, very focused and determined, but they're also unapologetically selfish. You know, things like going missing weddings and missing nights out with your family and missing, you know, nights out with your friends or day trips or whatever it is. Those things are necessary if you want to achieve your goals. Now, it's not that you're going to miss them forever. Most professional sports people have a very, very short window of opportunity. You're talking months, if not a couple of years. So you're not talking a long period of time. You know, an injury can really just throw you out the sink. You can never play football again. You can never play rugby again. <clears throat> Torn ACL can really just put end to your sporting career. So you've got a very short window of time. So for that short window of time, you've got to be selfish. Now, if you do make it, then the trappings of becoming a professional and becoming quite rich and, and wealthy come along with that. And that's, I suppose, part of the reason we do what we do for the love of it, but also the end goal, which is to provide for our family. So you've got to be selfish. If you want to achieve the highest of whatever your goals are, be that sport or be that business. It's not absolute. It's not, I'm going to miss every single nativity player, every single parents evening, every single cricket match or football match for my kids. It's not like that. But you've got to accept that if you want to be the best at what you want to be, then you've got to miss a couple. You can't be there every single one. Now, I'm, I'm quite fortunate that I don't miss a lot of things, but that's because I've done pretty well in my business career and I'm quite happy where I am at the minute. But don't, again, don't get me wrong. I have missed them and I will continue to miss the odd one if I've got to be aware of work or, you know, acquiring a business or whatever it is. But it's not an absolute, it's not you're there or you're not. It's it's you're just not there as much as you would like to be. Um, you learn more from your losses than you do your wins. So, you know, I got beat a couple of times when I was um, fighting once as a professional. And I learned more from that one loss than all my wins added up together, whether amateur, semi-pro, pro. Now, the reason I did that is because I understood what went wrong and I understood what needed to be put right for the next one. Now, fortunately for me or unfortunately, my, my uh, only professional loss was my, the last fight I ever had. Um, so I didn't really put into practice the learnings from that, but I knew what it was. It was effectively, I'd lost my aggression, I'd lost my edge because I'd been out of the ring for about five or six years starting up the business. But that was fine. That was more like putting to bed the demons of one more time, one more round. So I didn't really particularly want to get involved in the, in the fight game again, but I learned more from it. You also learn a lot more from your losses than you do your wins. Now, when I was professionally fighting, my last fight was my only professional loss. And although I didn't get back into the ring, I learned a lot more from that particular fight than I did all my others, amateur, semi-pro and pro, added up together. And it's the same in business. If we have an unfortunate end to a, um, an employee's termination or a contract and they leave on bad terms, we will learn more from that about how we can fix that and prevent another employee having the same significance on the business or impact on the business. So learn from your losses. Your wins are great. Everybody loves winning, but you don't actually learn a lot from winning. It's a pat on the back and that's it. It's your losses that really make the difference. A loss is only temporary as well. Don't dwell on it. Um, use it for fuel and use it for motivation. But don't worry about the fact that it's going to sting for a little bit. It's like pulling a plaster off. A loss is going to hurt. Nobody likes losing. If you're a competitive or successful person, you will hate losing but it is only for a short period of time. And the point is, if you can get over that loss quickly and to the previous point about learning from it and develop a plan or a strategy about how to never lose again by the previous means, then you're moving forwards. Then that's what you are, you're adapting yourself, you're adapting your business 
and you're learning as you go, which is an important part of business, sport, and of life. Now, you also have to surround yourself with great people, have great coaches, great mentors, great managers, whatever you need to achieve your goals. Make sure that you've got the best people you can learn from. Now, I'm also going to talk about a couple of things that people in the group had posted. So Michael Nettleton, pardon Michael, had said, play with people better than you, and I absolutely agree. It's the old adage, if you're the best person in the room or the cleverest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. Um, it's the same in sport. Always try and push yourself on. Now, you know, when I wanted to play, when I would play, when I was fighting and, and competing, I didn't just stay in the UK. I went to America to train with world fighting champions, UFC fighting champions, Randy Couture, you know, Dan Henderson, Matt Lindland, all those guys, which will probably mean nothing to most of you out there. <clears throat> but I trained with them because they were the best in the world. Randy Couture just won the UFC light heavyweight championship. Frank Shamrock was doing a seminar there, and he was a former Pride and UFC champion. So I was learning from the best of the best of the best. And what that did is that pushed and allowed me to push myself on and realize that these guys are amazing. These guys are great, but they're not superhuman. They're like everybody else. And when I came back to the UK, I was so much better. And I was rolling with people who I was struggling with, and I was beating them very, very easily. So I did that by just pushing myself out of my comfort zone. You never grow in your comfort zone. You only grow when you go out of your comfort zone. Now, Tom McGee um, had said, play at the final whistle. And again, I love that quote. You know, you've got to give it your very best for the whole bit. Now, when I was um, training, we were doing sprint training. Even though we were sprinting 50 metres and 60 metres, we'll use 50 metres as an example. He said, run for 55. So my coach was basically saying is run longer than what you need to by, you know, a couple of metres. So because what people naturally do is they will slow down a couple of metres to go. And that is the difference between first and second or first, you know, it could be a medal or, or non-medal. So it's important that you always play it to the final whistle. So that was a good one by Tom. Um, Tim Robbins said, have a different coach for different aspects of your business. Love that. It's exactly the same in, in um, sport. You have a strength and conditioning. These days, you've got a mindset coach. You've got a manager. You've got a general coach. You've got a dietitian. You've got absolutely all the coaches that you need to be the best person that you need. Because being successful is not simple. Being successful is not a one-trick pony. You need different aspects of your game. Now, they always say that that you know, the best people in the world have got the best mindset. And I agree with that. But I think the best people in the world who've got the best mindset also have the coaches who can teach them to have the best mindset. You know, there's it, sport is riddled with, you know, psychologists and psychiatrists helping sports people get over their failures or their fears. And because they can do that, that mindset is allowed to become better and almost stronger than the body or drag the body along for them to achieve their higher goals of being the best in the world or winning a medal or a world championship, whatever it is. Um, and Simon Gates says, um, you're at the weakest when you've scored. And I'll just add to that, you only know who's naked when the tide goes out. So when you've scored, everybody tends to relax. When you've scored, everyone says, oh, that's it, we're winning now. And again, you're only naked, you only see who's naked when the tide goes out because everything's going absolutely fine. So again, when, when the business, let's relate that to the real estate business when the industry is doing really really well even the bad agents are doing well it's only when the industry is tough there's less demand sorry there's more demand and less supply of properties as there is now it's very easy to see the guys who are doing very well um 
because they put all the effort in months, years ago. Um, and you, again, you can see who's naked because the tide has gone out. You can see who's all bluff, who's all talking rubbish. And it's the really, really good agents who thrive and do better when the bad times. Um, you know, I've spoken to some very, very wealthy and successful people, and literally all of them have said they've made them most of their wealth or money when there's been a recession because they were well resourced, well knowledged, I suppose, if that's a word, and they had the, the, the time and the effort to make themselves very successful when others were running away and panicking and didn't have the resources and the, the, you know, the money behind them. So when the tough times come, that's when the good people rise to the top. It's effectively, it's the pressure. It's the Johnny Wilkinson drop goal in the 2003 World Cup final. It's that you're behind on, on points and you're going into the 11th or the 12th round and you need a knockout to win. It's those pressure type situations that really, really, truly separate the good business people and the good sportsmen from the great. And it's the ones who can work and survive under pressure, um, which will survive in any situation. So I hope you've enjoyed that. I just want to thank you very, very much to the four contributors of that. There's some really, really good um, suggestions. Sorry, couldn't get them all in, but we'd be here all day. Um, and I'll see you next time on Leadership Revealed.